about us being on a journey you know I'm becoming comfortable using my words right, right. I've been practicing saying cock all day long just for this <laughs> podcast I mean I can say that welcome to two hot wives a podcast where two friends explore the exciting world of kinky unconventional sex Hey hotties, I'm Ams. And I'm Kat. And we're the two hot wives. Tonight we are talking about how to use your words to get what you want in bed, which is a super exciting topic because I think women, right? Us Mm -hmm. in particular, but I think women in general have a really tough time even knowing what they want out of sex. And then once they figure it out, how do we tell our partner? How do we tell them what we want? It's really tough. You can't just wiggle yourself into the right position no. so they touch you just right. No. Well, you can't. <laughs> well, we've done that, But it's right? like 50-50 odds whether they're going to figure it out. And it's much, much better to use your words. Right. But before we get started, we have some lovely cocktails in front of us. Kat, mm-hmm. what are we drinking tonight? Well, I think we decided we're going to call this the Blushing Bride. Yes. Right. Um, so this is my favorite lemon vodka from Deep Eddie's. Super delicious. Mixed with some Cointreau. Yes. Uh, some cherry simple syrup. You shake it all up, put it in a couple of martini glasses, top it with champagne, and garnish with a, a Luxardo cherry. Delicious. It's beautiful. It's pink. It will match your blush when That's you... Right. Sit down and talk about sex with your hubby or your partner. <laughs> exactly. Whoever that may be. You can get the recipe for The Blushing Bride and cocktails for future episodes as well on our website, twohotwives.com, or on our social media pages. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to start um, putting those up like a week before the episodes come out. So. You can make it ahead of time and join us. Exactly. Mix your drink, get comfy, and listen to the two hot wives. <laughs> <laughs> and with our cocktails, we need a few hot tails. <gasps> so, Kat, what is your hot tail for tonight? Well, I thought that I should talk about sort of the beginning, right? Because this is our first episode and we're yes. talking about using our words. And I'm, I've am i not been always so good at using my words. I've not always have, been so good Neither have I. It's tough. Um, in the beginning, actually, I didn't use my words at all. Mr. Cat is the one who really started things off. And uh, he, so smart, he would send me erotica, basically. Mm-hmm. Really sexy stories. And he did some research and found... A site that is, um, it, it's couples sharing real stories. Ooh. Yeah, they send in their real stories. And it's, um, it was, it was great. I mean, he would send me these stories. And at first, I think they were, you know, very conventional and very, you know, just vanilla normal. Just, just a yeah, little but bit. Still hot, still hot. And they got hotter and hotter. As time went on. And I think he was really smart. He was gauging my reaction to, I, I think, I mean, he, 
we haven't really talked about what his intentions were at the time, but I think they were just to get things a little hotter, you know, for us. Sure. And, um, lots of great ideas from some of those stories, but, you know, one in particular had to do with a little more of a sort of a, a taboo, uh, subject. Yeah. It was a, a woman who was like at the pool and she, was talking to a guy, ended up having sex with him. But the funny, or not funny, but crazy part of the story was she looks up at her apartment and realizes, actually knows that her husband is watching. Basically. Oh, plot yeah. twist. Yeah. And I remember at the time thinking, what the fuck? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> what, what is he trying to, uh, I, that's going to start a lot of conversation. So did you, did you read into what yes. was, you did? Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because how could you not? Something, all the stories that he sent me really had to do with things that he was excited by, right? So he's sending me this story. It must excite him. He must be thinking about the possibility of bringing at least another guy into our experience. And I have to tell you, (laughs) the idea really was exciting to me as well. I mean, I hadn't ever experienced a threesome. I hadn't even thought of the idea of my husband watching me have sex with someone else. Yeah. And the idea that he found that exciting really excited me too. I can imagine. And it is, it's hard to even give yourself permission to think about having sex with someone else. I truly at that time wasn't even thinking that at all. I mean, we were really. You know, the whole swinger thing isn't, wasn't even part of my thought. I didn't even think it was still a thing. I mean, I think I still had in my head the crazy 70s stories and, and, you know, keys in a bowl and all that craziness. And I, it didn't even seem like anything that was really still happening in present time. I thought it was more like, oh, they're joking around. It doesn't really, doesn't really exist. But this idea didn't even, and I still still don't think I was thinking about um, swinging or any of that at the time. I just thought, "Ooh, I'm maybe I'm going to get to have a threesome." <laughs> so, um, were you it, at the time? Were you thinking threesome with another guy, or were you thinking threesome with a girl? I was thinking threesome with another guy because Mister Cat already got to have a threesome. <laughs> So it was your turn. So it was not fair. <laughs> not fair at all. It was my turn. Um, and we've always, we've ta- we talked very candidly about our previous experiences before we got married. We would go on these long road trips and we would talk about our other experiences. This was the first time that I had been with someone who wasn't jealous mm. about past experiences. Such a gift. It was great because... It, it just, it put me at ease and just made me feel so comfortable right away. Yeah. I mean, let's be honest. I'm not super comfortable about asking for things that I want that for a very, very long time. And, yeah. and still, even now sometimes, you know, but at that time, it made me at least comfortable enough to talk about, honestly, about my previous experiences. And that was a lot of fun. Nice. It was a lot of fun. Aww. So. Yes. Yeah, so I thought, yeah, for sure. Threesome. My turn. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> he he got to experience that before we got married. 
which maybe we'll talk about on another episode in a little more de- detail. But um, we definitely need a threesome episode. That. I think so. Because <laughs> it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But at, going back to that time, um, I remember thinking um, just that, oh, what, 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 what is he trying to say? What is he looking for? And um, immediately, you know, when he came home, I was like, uh-huh, story, very hot. What, what are you thinking? And it opened up sort of a conversation about exploring something just so outside of anything that I had thought of previously. And it was pretty exciting. And, um, you know, we didn't do it right away. (laughs) We still talked about it forever, it seemed like, but it, it definitely started the dialogue and it was, it was pretty hot. Nice. How about you? Do you have a story? I do. It's a, it's an old hot tale. It's two years old, but it, it was one of the first experiences that I had where I knew that I had an interest in kink, right? We had explored. So Mr. Ams and I have been married 17 years. We've been together 20 years. It's a long time. We've had a lot of sex. But it was really two years ago that we decided, how do we have more fun in the bedroom together? And the first place that we looked was in... BDSM because we, like every suburbanite couple, had a pair of handcuffs under the bed somewhere. You know, we <laughs> right. we played around just a little bit. We read Fifty Shades of Grey, or at least I did. You know, highlighted certain sections and sent it over to him. But we hadn't done that much, and we were looking for ways to add more excitement, something really new and novel to mm-hmm. our sex life. And Mr. Ams found a local dungeon that does a... Oh, yeah. (laughs) Go big or go home, I say. So it has a a Dungeon 101 night where if you're really... beginners. Yeah. If you're new to the experience, you can learn about a lot of different types of kink that is out there. And... I had interest in spanking. I knew I had interest in spanking, but I had been too scared to ever really come out and say that that was something I wanted. Okay. So we get to the dungeon, which is in this light industrial part of the city. It's got like this one red light bulb hanging over a door. (laughs) It looks really sketch. And, we, you know, we, we park... We walk in and there's a a line. They're checking to make sure you're not a sexual predator, which is probably a good thing when everybody's getting naked and Uh getting kinky. Uh, And then you can walk in and change. There's like a changing room. So we put down our stuff. I had a really sexy outfit that I had brought with me, but I was in street clothes. We were both in street clothes Uh when we got there. And so what... What did this sexy outfit look like? Mm-hmm. I think you're going to have to tell me. Absolutely. It uh, it was a black corset that mm-hmm. zipped up the front and then a teeny tiny little gray and black schoolgirl skirt and tall boots. Okay. It was cute. Oh, oh. And I had this little, 
rhinestone, like white rhinestone, like Peter Pan collar to make it look really. Just the collar though? Just the, the collar. Shirt. Yeah. So just a collar. exposed? Well, no, the, the oh, corset. The corset came The corset okay. covered okay. everything. But it just, it was just the collar, then the corset, then the little skirt. It was hot. Do you still have this outfit? I do. I do. I, I think we're going to have to have, fashion, have a fashion show at some point. <laughs> Sexy fashion uh-huh, show. Uh-huh. But that went into the corner. We Everybody walked in in street clothes and then got this whole long lecture on consent and what it, you know, the rules of the dungeon. It's very, the scene and BDSM is really controlled uh, about the experience because you're you're playing with some scary stuff. You can, right? You can really get into some scary mm-hmm. edge play stuff. And so they're they're really into consent. They're really into it, like drug-free, alcohol-free environment. So they went through all of that. Everybody's in their street clothes, except for one bald dude in the corner. <laughs> bald, dude. bald dude in the corner, probably 60, Big 65. Guy. Little guy, little oh, guy, okay. bald, glasses. And he is wearing... <laughs> leather harness and nothing else okay. his his junk oh. is like right on the little <laughs> chairs the little folding chairs <laughs> that you would get into like your kid's school auditorium just sitting right there i think he had on one of those he looks like he was straight out of you know like new york gay club scene <laughs> and all the rest of us well, are that's a good way clothes. to turn you on <laughs> I don't think he'd brought a change of clothes. God love him. <laughs> was he a participant or was he? he yeah. No, he was He oh, was in the dungeon. Thank God. One. I thought you were telling me about the guy who was going to give the class. No, he was in street clothes. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> so we get through our lesson. I'm imagining. Uh, never mind. Okay. I yeah. And for the record, I think the chair must have been really cold because this poor guy. <laughs> Everything was just kind of hiding. <laughs> <laughs> so finally, oh, finally, I'm glad he wasn't the one giving the class. Okay. I know. All right. All right. So we get through our lecture about enthusiastic consent, which I'm still a huge fan of. And they start to dim the lights a little bit. People go and they change into their sexier clothes. And then you walk around this space and it's like a big warehouse, kind of a combination of a community theater, like shop space mm-hmm. and a like a high school gymnasium. It's big. It's open. There's St. Andrew's crosses in one corner. There's like a box that you can lock people up in. There are spanking benches everywhere. There's a stage. There's a tickle bench. Wow. It was, it, it, it was. Did you feel a little overwhelmed? Oh my God. Because <laughs> this was the first time you'd ever been in an environment like Absolutely. this, right? Absolutely. Okay. My heart was racing. <laughs> There were butterflies in my stomach. I definitely told Mr. Ams, I'm like, I'm sick. We have to leave. I'm going to be sick. But I, you know, put my big girl panties on and kept walking around. (laughs) Under your cute little schoolgirl skirt. Yes. I I was wearing panties under my skirt. (laughs) This is, this is early in the experience. Uh Now Uh panties are more optional, but at the time panties were mandatory. Okay. But in the middle of the room was a red leather spanking bench and a guy who was demonstrating spanking. So I kind of watched a couple people go through this really average looking guy. Not, I I couldn't pick him out of a lineup at this point, but he was confident. 
He was calm. He was doing his thing. Skillful. Uh, you could tell he liked what he was doing, but not like in a weird, like trolley kind way. of way. Like mm-hmm. he just was really, he's like, I love to give spankings. I'm really good at giving spankings. <laughs> Would you like to be spanked? And did you raise your hand? Well, Mr. Ams kind of, <laughs> he kind of whispered in my ear, is that something you want to do? And I said, yes, yes, I want to do this. Oh, that's giving myself too much credit. I think I nodded affirmatively. <laughs> so you didn't use words at I all. I didn't. I did. It's a journey. Sometimes a nod is. It's a journey, ladies. Yeah. And th- at this point in my journey, a vaguely affirmative nod was the best that I could do. It worked. It got the results. So I got up on the spanking bench. He asked me a bunch of questions about like, are you okay with this? Are you okay with that? Do you, is it all right if I touch you? Can I use this? You know, can I pull down your panties? And I went, oh, gulp. <laughs> yes. And so I get situated sort of ass up on the spanking bench and he flips up my skirt and he pulls down my panties like around my knees and really slowly sort of rubbing on my buttocks, ass, I don't know, what's the right with, word? With his hand? With his hand, okay. kind of warming up. I think he used a little oil or something, kind of warm things up. And he showed Mr. Ams how to give like a really good spanking. A really good spanking. <laughs> Which, pro tip, requires starting really soft and working your way up. So you don't just whack somebody in the ass without any warning. You really have to warm people up. So that's what he did. And Mr. Ams was like taking notes the whole time. And it was hot. I was super turned on. And we kind of did the rest of the rounds at the dungeon. We checked out the violet wand. We checked out wax play. We checked out a bunch of other things. But then we went back to the hotel and Mr. Ams took out his notes, <laughs> started, you know, I, I think I was on top of him and I was riding him a little bit and he started spanking me in that way. Wow. And I <gasps> lost my mind. It was so fucking hot. And I'm so glad that I used my words. <laughs> well, technically, you nodded. That's right. I'm so glad that I nodded. It's a very good nod. <laughs> That's great. But that is my hot deal for the night. I love it. All right. We, we're going to take a little break. Yep. Cool down a little Uh bit. And when we get back, exactly. When we get back, we are going to talk about how the two hot wives use their words to get what they want in bed. And we're back. All right. So before we get started with this episode, I think we should sort of talk about the sexy Lexi a little bit. This is fun. Mm -hmm. So for those of you who are new to this journey of awesome, sexy sexual exploration, we might be using some terms that you're not familiar with. 
there's a there's a lot of lingo out there. Mm-hmm. And looking them up. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there's, Google. I didn't even know that some of these terms existed. I know. Even all. even as so we have created the sexy Lexi, a resource that you can use on our website, which lists out a bunch of terms that we might use. And we're going to try to describe the the words in context. But if you ever get a little lost, you're curious to learn a little bit more about a term, check out our website, check out the Sexy Lexi. It's a really useful resource. And as we were building it, we learned a couple new phrases like Alice. So going back just a little bit, right? For anybody who doesn't know the term lifestyle, lifestyle means mostly couples who are having sex with other couples. So they have an open marriage. They have the right, the the permission from their partner to have sex with other couples, with singles. It's sort of the modern term for swinger. That's right. It's it's synonymous, right? Right. So one of the terms that we learned as looking all this stuff up is Well, it's Alice. code. Yeah, it's code. It's code. So if you're trying to find out if another couple is in the lifestyle, you might say, hey, do you know Alice? Yeah. I have, for the record, never once had somebody no, ask no. me if I knew Alice, but maybe this is a useful skill. This is a useful term for you. Yeah, so, I had never heard of it either. Yeah. And then one I absolutely love, which is swinger insurance. <laughs> swinger insurance, for those of you who do not know, is Viagra or Cialis or anything that... Uh, Ensures right. that you're going to have a good time. That's right. That everybody's going to have a it's, good time. It's super useful. Yeah. It's, it's really fun little recreational. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> All of these terms are going to be on our Sexy Lexi. Absolutely. On the website. All right. So how do we use our words to get, to what, get we what we want, want in bed? It's been a real journey. It, it's difficult because I think as women, we grow up with this whole different sort of uh, training, you know, it, it, we're not supposed to like it. We're not supposed to ask for it. Right. We're not, we're definitely not supposed to be specific about what we want. Proactive about it. No, No, good girls don't want sex. That's right. And I remember specifically when I met Mr. Cat, I had had four experiences and I was thinking, how can I make that sound like three? (laughs) <laughs> right it's not a lot right. anyway but to me i just i didn't want him to think i was that kind of girl right right damn mm. Mm. it sucks it really it and i'm so glad that i've reached a point in my life where i can just accept the fact that i love sex right i'm just a girl who likes books and sex right and it is as normal as that. And anything that I enjoy, as long as my partner is on board with it and I'm not hurting anybody and everyone's consenting, it's okay. There's no, like, we will use the phrase alternative sex, non-normative sex. I hate that term. I know because it's all okay. <laughs> Why is it okay. not normal? It's, it's, it's all it normal. It should be normal. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should strike that word. From our vocabulary, non-normative sex. I agree. Yeah. If if anyone out there knows a better term <laughs> to describe crazy, awesome, kinky, non-vanilla sex. Uh, even unconventional doesn't bother me. Yeah. 
Unconventional, yeah. I think, is good. But non-normative somehow suggests that what we're doing isn't normal, and it feels amazingly normal. Yes, it does. It, it feels, feels right. It feels good. It feels like I finally figured it out, and I, I, I want everybody to to be in on it. Yeah. You know, I feel like it's a secret. Yeah, that we've figured out. Yes, although so yes, but we're still on the journey. Oh yeah, right. I know from me and Mr. Ams. We started this about two years ago, getting more comfortable, more adventurous with sex. Mm-hmm. For you guys, it started even a little before mm-hmm. that. Yeah, it's been uh, maybe closer to three or four years. Yeah. yeah. And we've learned a lot. We've grown in this skill a lot, but we're still, still have a lot to learn. Yeah. We're still on this journey. And part of the reason that we wanted to do this podcast and connect with other women is because it's part of our journey and getting more comfortable talking about these things, asking for these things, experiencing these things with zero shame, zero judgment. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I've discovered, and, and I think it, it helps me a lot, is every time I share a little bit, Mr. Cat mm-hmm. gets really excited. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he even says things like, you know, I love that you told me that. Mm-hmm. That was really awesome. I love knowing what you like. And so if I share a little bit, yeah. And he gets excited and he loves it. He's showing me that acceptance and that, you know, excitement over me being more assertive with what I want. It helps me to do it a little bit more. And I'm still, I'm still working on it. You know, yeah. it's, it's still hard. I don't know why. Yeah. In the moment, it's not hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, so let me tell you a little bit about Kat, who, by the way, is just the cutest thing ever. We met... What, on a, a couple's date. We met on a couple's date a year and a half ago. About a year and a half. Does that sound mm-hmm. right? And we walked. You guys were about to go on a trip. That's right. That's and we right. we had been on that trip. That's right. So you had all sorts of great advice for us and said, we must meet before you go so that you don't make any of the newbie mistakes. So we walk into the restaurant. This is one of the fir- first times, few times that we didn't beat the people that we were there, you guys were already sitting down and I look at Kat and she is just like that girl who was homecoming queen, who was the the head cheerleader, super cute, petite, ridiculously shiny hair. One day you're going to have to tell me how you do that, but too nice, too welcoming and friendly and happy to like hate her for being awesome. (laughs) And had just so many amazing things to say. Sweet. It it was great. Like we hit it off right away. And, it, you know, it helps that Mr. Cat is oh. really a total hunk, like an amazing total hunk. Um, but I just I just knew we clicked right away, which is a little bit unusual with the first mm-hmm. dates. Um, and she's really good. At, I learned later, right? She's really good at using her words in bed, which I am not. Right. But you're very good at using your words in every other situation. <laughs> <laughs> so when I met Ams, she, first of all, she's beautiful. Oh. And she's a bit of a bombshell. Oh. She's curvy and athletic and just incredibly beautiful. She's got fantastic eyes and a smile that just warms you up immediately. Mm -hmm. And she's right. We did hit it off right away. 
Um, and Mr. Cat will tell you that he knew like this, this girl is amazing. Yeah. He, he liked you right away for sure. (laughs) But, um, I, I liked you right away and we just, we really hit it off. Um, also I would say Mr. Ams is charming and very handsome and exactly my type. So it was unusual for us to meet another couple that we both really liked a lot. And I remember thinking, oh my God, I hope they like us too. (laughs) (laughs) Because so often we would go on, well, a first date and it just wasn't, it was just not a a great fit all the time. And here I felt like, wow, this is really clicking. This is really fun. And I think you know, what helped the conversation too, is that we had this, this thing in common, you were going on this trip that we had been on. So we got to share all these fun tips and some mishaps that we yeah. had had. And, and, um, it just, it, it really was a great opportunity to just talk and laugh and have a good time. And we hit it off. In fact, if you remember, we got together the next day just to go do That's right, some daytime show. activity art show. Yeah. yeah. Which was Super unusual. Yeah. But we just liked each other as people. That's right. Not so, well, not worried about the sex part, although we knew that was going to be good too. Oh, and just keeps getting better. (laughs) It just keeps getting better. Yep. But Ams is very good at talking matter-of-factly about sex. Yes. All of it. And I am like, did she just say that? I don't know. (laughs) It's harder for me to talk about it in in just normal conversation. Yeah. You make it a lot easier because you are so open and accepting. And so I'm getting better at that part. <laughs> but in bed, oh, you I, let loose. I do. I I got I got that dirty talk thing down. You do. It's easy because and I it's not always been that way, but Mr. Cat loves it. And so when I say certain things, I just see his eyes and they just kind of gloss over and mm. and the more I start the more I do it the more excited I get yeah and so yeah it comes it's coming more and more naturally all the time so, yeah 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 I have to say from the other side of the bed it's super hot <laughs> it's super hot I take notes and then I try to get better at it myself <laughs> but getting back to our first day mm-hmm. one of the things that people tend to share, is like their journey story. Who mm-hmm. who brought who brought up it up first? The idea of opening up your marriage, and this is where using your words is so incredibly important mm-hmm. because it's, the stakes are high. The payoff can be absolutely amazing if it's your thing, right? But you have to be honest. You have to right. be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with your partner. But do you remember the story that you told? us about I do. Yeah. I do. Um so Mr. Cat had been sending me erotica mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot. And we had been talking about all of these things, like, you know, lifestyle. We'd been talking about threesomes. We've been talking about just hotter sex between the two of us. Mm-hmm. And um, but we were just talking. I mean barely talking about it. And it was it was it was really fun to talk about it, but this one particular moment, I uh, got invited to a wedding mm-hmm. with a friend of mine. Her plus one couldn't go. She said, you want to go with me to this wedding? I was like, 
sure, no problem. So, um, so we went to this wedding, we had a driver actually. And so we didn't have to worry about, you know, drinking and driving. It was a little far out into the country and I didn't know everybody at this wedding. So these were not my people. (laughs) (laughs) You could get a little crazy. I could do whatever I wanted and have a good time. Because you know how it is when you go to a wedding, you know, everybody has a certain, everybody knows each other. You can dance, but you're not going to dance. Nobody wants to be the drunk uncle at the wedding. That's right. And just for the record, I was not the drunk aunt. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Because nobody knew who I was. Right. Anyway, so we're having a good time. And we're dancing, and these two young, hot mm. guys. How, like, how young? Um, they were at least 10 years younger than me. Okay. Okay. Hot. Oh. One of them was the brother of the bride. Okay. Okay, so he was a little young. <laughs> <laughs> and the other one was a friend, yeah. his friend. And they were uh, they were really cute. Mm. And they were, you know, dancing with me and they were both dancing with me at the same time. And I just didn't care. I was having a really good time. They were grinding against me and arms around me. And I love to dance. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you know this about me, but I love to dance. Yeah. It's kind of my... Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I've uh, seen it. It's a little, like a little Latin hip thing. I got the going. rhythm in me. Yeah, I, for we sure. sure do. Um, so I'm dancing with these guys and I'm not thinking about all the people that are around because everybody was really having a pretty good time. I mean, I didn't mm-hmm. feel like I was on stage or anything, but it was hot. They, they had their hands on me mm-hmm. and they were grinding against me. And I had one in the front and one in the back mm. and the lights were low and the music was fantastic. And everybody was just having a great time. Mm. And they propositioned me. (laughs) (laughs) They asked me if I wanted to go upstairs to their hotel room and have some shots. Oh, Oh my God. That's not subtle. I I wanted to go. Yeah. I was completely turned on, very excited. I wanted to go, but I knew like, I cannot do that. (laughs) Where was Mr. Cat? Mr. Cat was at home. With the kids. With the kids. <laughs> yeah. You probably couldn't go. <laughs> Not then. Oh, no. I couldn't. But, wow. I was thoroughly turned on. Yeah. Yeah. And I wanted to go. Yeah. I wanted to go. And, uh, you know, part of me was like, okay, but he had a threesome, like, before we were married. And I don't know. You know, he's been talking about stuff. Maybe. No. Probably not. So I didn't. Yeah. But I yeah. So we went home <laughs> and I woke his ass up. <laughs> he was sleeping. It was pretty late. I snuck in the house. Kids are in bed, sleeping, whatever. I I got into our room and I just crawled right up on top of him. Mm. And I started whispering in his ear. Of course, he woke up. I started telling him about these these guys. And I don't know what I was thinking. I was still a little tipsy. Yeah. But you had a driver. I felt, yeah, I had a driver. I felt good about sharing. So I used my words mm-hmm. and told him all about the evening, all the details. Mm. I told him how hot they were. I told him that they were grinding on me. Mm. I told him how much I wanted to go upstairs with them. Mm. Damn. 
if we'd have just had this conversation like the th- week before this right. wedding. <laughs> Who would have thought that I would have had permission to do that? But yeah. probably would have been okay. But anyway, it, it got hot. The conversation was very fun. He was super excited and responsive. And we just we just started having sex right then and there. And I'm whispering. Maybe this is when the dirty talk started. There you go. Because <laughs> I am whispering to him all the things while he is just ravishing me Oof. head to toe. Oof. That was it. That's, That's the beginning. That's How about hot. you? I know you have a good story. Yeah. So it, uh, if you ask Mr. Ams who brought it up first, he's going to say I did. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say he did. And in a way, we were, were both right mm-hmm. because we had those conversations where we'd explore in the hypothetical, what would you think of this? What? How would you feel if you saw me with another man? How Would you want to set up? you know, a situation where we're playing next to other people. And so we kind of had really big, open, drunk conversations (laughs) about sex for a while. Just a little liquid courage. courage. Yeah. And it, it, it became more concrete after we'd gone to the dungeon and we went a second time and there was somebody there that I was, uh, to give context, I was strapped on the tickle bench at the time. <laughs> It'll be a whole the different bench. The tickle bench. <laughs> Not my thing. Uh-huh. But you know, no, you, you never really know. like to be spanked. I do. I know that. I do. But tickling, not no. so much. Not little like fingertips I like, but like tickling, not my mm-hmm. thing. But you never know until you try. So I was on the tickle bench and Mr. Ams was talking to uh one of the ladies that is really into tickling. And they were just chatting about different kink, different activities out there. And she was the first one who used the word lifestyle. So I'd never heard that phrase before. Mr. Ams had never heard that phrase before either. Hmm. But it gave us something to Google, right? It gave us something to research, to look up, to learn more about. And we we came home. Mr. Ams is very research-oriented, very process-oriented. And so he's looking up all of this stuff and he found Lifestyle Podcasts. That's really the, the, the conversation that opened the door to a lot more of a concrete discussion mm-hmm. about opening up our marriage. So he had found uh, the We Got a Thing podcast, which is an amazing, phenomenal resource if you are They're new fantastic. to the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. You have probably already heard about them if you found us. But if you haven't, for some odd reason, hit pause, go listen to like 10 of their episodes, and then come back to us because they're phenomenal. But in any event, he shared with me an episode of their podcast where they were talking about a local party, like group that does a party, and they held a Midsummer Night's Dream party. So there's beginning of it where it's just everybody's in their clothes, sexy clothes, and there's drinks and there's music. And then they have playrooms that you can go to. And Mr. Ams said, this sounds like something that you might enjoy. <laughs> that you might <laughs> that you enjoy. Might enjoy. <laughs> uh-huh. I love the way he put that. And this was the night before I was leaving on a vacation with my sisters. We were going on a cruise together 
And so I downloaded a bunch of episodes to listen to on the plane, to listen to when I was at the gym. And so in the background of this like super, you know, sister power vacation, I'm listening to all of these sexy, sexy, informative, sexy and informative. So let me get this straight. You're going on a vacation with your sisters. That's right. And you're listening to a bunch of sexy uh, podcast episodes. Oh yeah, with no husband there to to, to help yeah. to, to yes. help satisfy some of the <laughs> yes. yeah no and not even I'm sharing a tiny little cabin with my three sisters and you can't even talk about it. Right? I can't talk about it. I can't do anything to help satisfy myself. <laughs> at one point, I was in that's the, like torture. It was torture. I ha- I was at the gym. With my sister, who's really into lifting weights, and I have the podcast going in the background, and they are talking about some crazy hot, crazy hot experience that seemed so out of reach at the time that I I stopped. I was like bicep curling with her, and I just stopped. And she looked at me, and she's like, "That's okay, you can do it." (laughs) She had no idea. The most bizarre. (laughs) moment of like dissonance between what was happening in my head and in my ears and like the space that I was in. So I stopped and I said, family emergency, I need to go upstairs. So I ran up to the cabin and I sort of dial connected into, um, you know, FaceTime or whatever it was so that I could talk to Mr. Ams. And I said, I don't know about you but I want to try this lifestyle thing. <laughs> I was in like I, it, a switch had just flipped. I knew that it was something I wanted to explore and I knew he wasn't going to push it unless I said yes. Do you think it was easier for you to do it? Like, cause you were so far away. Like you were talking on the phone instead yeah. of face to face. I think so. I think so. It, and we had had some texting back and forth mm-hmm. before I got on the phone, mm-hmm. but it, um, yeah, I bet it was. I bet it was easier to to do it that way. But literally, I don't think I finished the sentence before the door opened and my three sisters come walking in going, is everything okay? Is anything the matter? And I'm like, okay, got to go. Bye. Shut the laptop. And we couldn't talk for like another 24 hours. Wow. But it, <laughs> I know. So it's out there. I didn't get his response. I didn't know what he was thinking. When we finally did get a chance to talk again, he had already created like three profiles <laughs> on lifestyle apps on websites uh-huh. and gotten a gym membership. So he was oh. completely on oh, board. Oh, the gym membership is oh. really, really important. Oh, yes, it oh, is. Yeah. <laughs> so that was us. If you're going to get in the lifestyle, you, you need to get to the gym. It's, you know, it's, it's, it is such a great side effect of yeah. the lifestyle. Yeah. You just take better care of yourself. Yes. Your your partner takes better care of himself or herself. Because we're right? going on dates. Yeah. 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 It's like dating for the first time. You see it sometimes, I think, when people have gone and gotten a divorce and all of a sudden they're out in the dating right. scene and they pay and attention. And thank God we didn't need to get divorced for that. Yes. Right? Yes. This is so much better. <laughs> if only everyone knew. I know. But that's... We're telling that's why the world. We're, we're telling we're the world. It's great. Yeah. But I think we would be doing our listeners a disservice if we didn't acknowledge the fact. That sometimes it doesn't go so well. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I would, I would have to say that, um, it happens where, you know, you might share something and your partner's not open to it. And I, I think it's probably not as, well, maybe I can't even say that it's not as common, but I've not, I've not experienced a lot of that except for one particular friend who brought it up. Mm-hmm. Um, she had been on a, <laughs> she had been on a, uh, a, a business trip mm-hmm. and decided to bring it up right when she got back. Mm. Probably not the best timing. Yeah. And he actually thought that it was her, you know, way of trying to leave. And I yeah. could see where he might think that because she's off on this business trip and then all of a sudden she comes back and drops this sort of bomb. Yeah. But um, she said that, you know, she knew he just needed some time to think about it and she assured him that she wasn't leaving. And he did finally come around. Mm-hmm. Which it ended up with a, you know, a good outcome. Yeah. But I'm sure there are times when that's not the case. Yeah. And that's got to be really hard. And I don't, I, for me, it was, it almost seems like we stumbled into all of this, even if Mr. Cat had a, a design <laughs> and a plan in place. Dropped I, the little breadcrumbs exactly. along the I way. Mean, I, I don't know. He, he may have planned this out from the very beginning, mm-hmm. but it, it almost seems like we just sort of a progression over time started talking and this is what happened. Probably could have a lot, happened a lot faster. If right. You, would have, <laughs> you could have skipped all of that. But um, I imagine that it has to be really difficult if you are wanting to explore something and you're not sure that your your spouse is, is going to be on board with that. And I think yeah. it turned out okay for them. I think there's probably a lot of situations where it doesn't turn out okay. And in those cases – you know, it, you have to find other ways to make your sex life exciting. Yeah. And I would say, you know, we have done some of that where we don't, we might, we don't have a date, but we set up a hotel in the city. Yeah. We go, we see a play or maybe we go to dinner or maybe we just do appetizers and drinks because right. we're going to get right to it. And we go to a hotel room, just the two of us. Yeah. You know, um, we set it up and, and we make it a big deal. I think sometimes we're just, you know, it, it, we get busy with the week and sex is something, yes, that we throw in there. Of course, yeah. it's exciting. It's fun. But somehow making a date, making a plan, yes, deciding that this is going to be our fun sex night. And yeah. That's what it's all about. It's not yeah. about anything else, but just connecting. Mm-hmm. You can still do those kinds of things. Even if it's just with your spouse. And I, that's not, that's not to say that that's not the best, the best thing. I mean, yeah. we have fun with other couples. Yeah. But it really energizes us to have more fun with each other. Absolutely. And I, I think one of the surprising things for us when we opened up our marriage was that it made us a stronger couple that it helped us communicate better. I think it made our marriage stronger mm-hmm. and it made our sex life together so much better. And, you know, for those of you out there who the idea of opening up your marriage seems crazy, crazy, right? Absolutely crazy. Maybe it's something you don't want. Maybe it's something you can't imagine getting at this point in your journey, there are still a million and one ways 
that you can tap into whatever you think is a turn on, whatever you enjoy Mm -hmm. in bed or in a hotel room or, you know, on vacation. You know, when you've got kids at home, you know, you can lock the door, but you have that sense of still having to be quiet, knowing that they're right down the hall, knowing that at any moment they might knock on the door and disrupt everything. You're you're not going to be getting out the toys and the the floggers or whatever it is. Maybe you can. It just depends. But I find that when Mr. Cat and I just say to the kids, like, we're going to, we'll be home, you know, very, very late. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, we go to a hotel and, and we set it up for that Experience. specific purpose. Okay. We are going to connect with each other and have sex and have fun. Yeah, absolutely. It's always good. It's always fun. And we would spend that money Mm -hmm. to do that with another couple. Yeah. We would spend that money to go out to dinner. Sure. Yeah. Dinner can cost quite a bit. I mean, you can skip that part and just go to the hotel. Yeah. Be willing to look into the possibilities of what can you do together that seems ridiculous. Like why would we go to a hotel when we have a perfectly good bed in our house? Yeah. Because it sets the stage for something uniquely sexy and fun. Yep. Yep. Sometimes that's what you need. So there are ways to make your marriage sex way more fun, way more exciting. Absolutely. And even if you do open up your marriage, it still comes back to, to the two of you. The two of you. It is about the two of you. And this is something that Mr. Ams and I have been struggling with a little bit recently, where I was so focused on the idea of figuring out what I wanted, what that means, and telling him. And I thought if I can just be honest with myself and honest with him, everything was going to be okay. And it turns out that when I shared some of the things that I wanted to explore, it felt threatening to him and threatening to our marriage. So I guess I'm saying it as a cautionary tale Mm -hmm. that even if you do this for a while, even if you get brave, it is playing with fire. You do have to think about your partner in all of this because you made a vow and whatever that vow means to you, right? We are sitting here as examples of people who have chosen not to, to let society determine what our vows mean to us. What normal is? Exactly. Exactly. But Whatever the two of you have decided is sacred. You have to tread a little bit cautiously so that you don't tread on someone else's heart. That's a tough one. And it it just shows you that even when we've been in this lifestyle for a while, there are still things that are new that you're you're exploring that you're um testing the waters on that you're 
still bringing up new things to your partner sometimes. And there's always a possibility that they're not going to be on board right away or maybe ever. Right. But the fact that you felt safe enough to share that with him. And even though he wasn't accepting of everything, yeah, you still were able to have a conversation about it. And you still were able to, you know, be reasonable. And it, and you still have this amazing marriage and life. And yeah. what a wonderful thing that you felt safe enough that you could share something with him and have it. I mean, it, it might not have been exactly what he wants to do or wanted to do. Right. But he loves you and he loves your life together. And there was never a moment where you felt like that was in jeopardy. No. Right? No. So as painful as these conversations were, and they were really fucking painful, we got to the end and we're stronger because of it. And we know more about each other because of it. So I don't regret any of it. But it is something to recognize if you are starting out on this journey or if you are in the middle of this journey. If you are ready for 301 level crap, you might still step on a landmine. So go into it as a team. Go into it with love and generosity and respect for your partner. If you have a strong marriage, you guys are going to be fine. Yeah. So I think, I think that takes us to just Just the tip, just the tips. How can we help our listeners get what they want in bed? Like the first thing you have to tackle is figuring out what, what you want, what you want which is not easy for women, mm-hmm. right? Maybe you know, but if you're if you're still trying to figure out what you enjoy versus what you think your partner enjoys versus what you think society would permit mm-hmm. you to enjoy, you need to do a little self-exploration. Well, and if you've ever been asked that question, baby, what do you want? Right. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> all the things, I want all of it. Yeah. <laughs> so you really have to kind of dive in. And I think- you know, erotica is a great, is a way, great to start. way to start because I don't think I even knew. I mean, you don't know what you don't know. I don't, mm-hmm. I didn't know anything about mm-hmm. what was out there, what the possibilities were. And I, I realized that being specific mm-hmm. takes a little knowledge. So, you know, exploring a little bit is a good idea. Um, erotica. What cool. else? Well, <laughs> so on any journey of self-exploration, you might need to do a little Self-exploration. <laughs> Are you talking about mas- masturbation? I am talking about masturbation. I'm stumbling over the word. Mas- yeah. Masturbation. Ma- mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Masturbation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you don't know how you like to be touched, how can you tell your partner what to do? Right. And maybe you've never done that before. You don't do it frequently or you're ashamed to, I, to I do I had it. not yeah. before I got married. Never? I don't think so. I try, I'm trying to remember back. It was a long time ago, but <laughs> I don't think so because I, oh, such a bullshit, such a bunch of bullshit. Just thinking about all the things we've been taught and told and, you know, you're not supposed to like it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and masturbation was something that boys did, men did. 
Right. I never talked. Nobody ever told me. No woman that I knew. My mom and I never talked about sex. No. Ever. Nothing. Mm. Absolutely nothing. And certainly she wasn't going to tell me about masturbation. Right? Yeah. So I had not done it at all before I got married. Wow. Even after I got married, I still felt like I'm not supposed to do that. Yeah. 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 So if you don't masturbate, masturbate. Like, it's really fantastic. And I do think I'm formulating a philosophy that, like, your first really good orgasm takes maybe a thousand kind of lousy orgasms. So wait, is there a lousy orgasm? No, it's not. <laughs> you have an okay. orgasm. That's pretty fucking. It's good. great. That's great. That's great. But you need experience, yeah. right? If you think of little boys or girls who masturbate, like they have a yeah. ton of experience knowing what they enjoy before they ever get to a partner, right? And if you've never explored your own body, now is the time. Go find a quiet place. I was like being in the bathtub getting a like a book of erotica, reading things and seeing what turned me on in what I was reading and how I touched myself. It's you have to find a nice, quiet place in your head where you can listen to your own body and not the the, the sort of pressures of society or mm-hmm. what your partner wants and just figure out what you want. And hopefully, like, no little kids knocking at the bathroom. Oh, my God. If you have – if you can take a bath without a kid knocking on the door, God love you. That's a great thing. Maybe tell your husband that you're going to do this so he'll keep the kids away. There you go. Go take the kids to pizza so I can read books about spanking. And masturbate. And masturbate. Holy shit. He would love that. (laughs) He would love for you to say that. I'm learning that, yes, all all those things I worried about saying, he absolutely loves it when I say it. Yeah. Yeah. So tip number two, how do you communicate this to your partner? So I think probably Ams and I have very different styles yeah. as to how we communicate or or how we would communicate this, right? I take the more slow approach. Mm-hmm. I probably would do what I think Mr. Cat did, which would be, you know, introduce him to something that I found erotic and interesting. Yeah. Maybe send him a story or baby, come watch this movie with me. What do you think? Yes. You know, and that would spark a little conversation and I could, I could gauge his reaction. Mm-hmm. Did he think that was really hot or did he think like those people were crazy? Mm-hmm. And then I could kind of go from there. If he thought it was really hot, it would be easy for mm-hmm. me to, to talk about things with him that way. Bring it. And, and that's, that's really, that has been the case. Um, even in early in our marriage, when we started talking about these things, you know, that starting that sort of slow approach, like I saw this thing and it was really interesting. What do you think? Little baby steps, baby steps. That would be my approach. But once you get that affirmation that they're good with it, then you got to jump in because otherwise it's going to take forever. It takes too long. Yeah. I'm, I'm not one to prolong the process, but I definitely start slow. Yeah. Yeah. That's my thing. But So the alternative (laughs) is the direct approach. And I highly recommend figuring out what you want and asking for what you want because directly men, God love them. They're great. They have great cocks, but they don't, (laughs) they don't read minds, right? They don't read minds. And if we don't tell them what we want, then 
they're not going to be able to give us what we want. And for the most part, they want to. They They really want to make us happy. They want us to get pleasure. So if there is something rolling around in that busy head of yours that you have not shared with your spouse or your partner, you should do it. But when you do, make sure it is about the two of you. Make sure you're using words like we and us and together, especially if what you want is to introduce someone else into your bedroom in one form or another, because it can be threatening. It can be scary. And at the end of the day, it's about the two of you. And now I think it's time for a little segment that we like to call That's That's What What She She Said. Said. I love it. This is the segment where we get the opinions and thoughts of our closest friends. This is isolating because of the lifestyle, you know. So who brought up lifestyle or anything sort of non-vanilla activities first? And how did the other person respond? So I brought it up because I knew that my husband's biggest fantasy was to have a threesome with another woman. Mm -hmm. And of course, like that's everyone's fantasy, right? right? Like that's (laughs) everyone's fantasy. Yes. So I think the switch for me came from just saying no out of hand to starting to think about how might I make that comfortable, like really exploring, you know, you've got this reflexive no, Mm -hmm. but thinking about where that reflexive no is coming from and who's actually saying that, Mm -hmm. is it actually you or is it like your mother? Mm Mm-hmm. So my husband brought it up for the first time, and my first reaction was, hell no. (laughs) And then, P.S., fast forward 18 months later, I'm like, hell yes. (laughs) (laughs) And it's been a whole different world. What changed your mind? Just something new to explore. Um, We got to a point in our marriage, it's like, you know, we thought we knew and did everything. Little did we know. And I'm like, why not try something new? So my husband actually brought it up, let's see, probably six years ago for the first time. And I kind of laughed it off because our kids were so young still. And I was like, okay, whatever, dude, you know. And we still talked our fantasies out. That was kind of our, our, our in-between. We were talking fantasies. We were like, well, what would you do in this situation? What if this? What if that? And we would just kind of dive into these fantasies. And then fast forward a couple years and we were in a new area and we're like, kids were a little older. Let's check it out. So we started checking out some of the scenes and we're like, wow, this is a real thing. This is a real lifestyle. This could actually happen. We could make some of our fantasies come true. So is there anything that you haven't shared with your partner, something you've wanted to try, but you haven't had the guts to share it with them yet? Honestly, we talk about everything. It could be like, hey, 
how about a DP? Can we try this? <laughs> and my husband's like, sure. <laughs> Why not? I'm like, okay, so let's try to find this unicorn and do a threesome. Do you, are you okay with this? He's like, why are you asking me? <laughs> He's like, yeah. We, okay. we talk about everything and that's what makes our sex life just, it, it, it's on a whole nother level of connection. I think that's kind of the gift of having the lifestyle conversations. And if you can have those, it really enhances your experience in the lifestyle. And the more you can be honest with yourself and with your partner about what you want, the better your experience is and the better their experience is. So yes, my husband and I talk about everything, but importantly, before and after we go to an event of any sort, going to an event, we talk about expectations, about roles we'll play, about things we want to do. And then after, we also reflect on what took place. What did we enjoy? What didn't we really like? And we are always learning. So the next time, it's even better and better. What is the wildest thing that you have suggested to your partner that you guys wanted to try? I want to try a strap-on, but I haven't <laughs> So that's our show. Thanks for swinging by. And don't forget, you deserve great sex. Now go get some. If you love the Two Hot Wives podcast, be sure to subscribe. And if you really love the show, rate us or give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. Thanks for listening. I needed a brain break from working on the outline and I was like, I want to look up all the absolutely ridiculous ways that romances describe orgasm. Oh, that's brilliant. He burst forth like a ripe melon. What the fuck? (laughs)